Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. Can you guys believe it is September? I saw a funny meme the other day that was like, we're finally in the burr months, as in like September, October, November, December. And I'm not going to lie, it made my heart very happy. September and October are my favorite. Actually, that's not true. Well, maybe. September is my favorite month because it's my birthday. And... Unlike many other adults, I freaking love my birthday. And it's actually next week, and we're going to do a really fun birthday week. So if you're not on our email list, you should be. You can head on over to thefulltimeva.com slash A-list and sign up for our email list because we're going to be sending out fun goodies every single day of the week. And on Friday, the last day of the week, we're announcing something very exciting. You're really not going to want to miss it. But we're also going to be doing some bonus podcast episodes. And we're announcing something exciting that's not on Friday, but I also think you guys are going to like. So basically, birthday week equals lots of free stuff and lots of fun surprises. So be sure to get on our email list. I'll say that URL one more time for you guys. I'll also put it down in the show notes, but it's thefulltimeva.com slash A-list, and that'll get you on our email list. We also send out weekly emails as well, and they're pretty awesome if I do say so myself. So they're typically jam-packed with really great business tips, actionable items, a sprinkle of mom life, what's been going on, what I'm loving, what I'm thinking about, what I've been implementing in the agency, strategies, all the good stuff, all the stuff that you actually want in your inbox that you're actually going to open and get value and read. How did we go on this topic? Oh, September. Okay, so September is my favorite month because it's my birthday month, but October is perfect weather in Georgia, which is where I live. It's typically not humid. It's usually in the 70s. You get to wear really cute fall clothes. There's typically a lot of really great activities, festivals, things like that. And so many cute memories with the kids. There's apple picking and pumpkin patches to visit and 
really cute fall pictures. And then that just kind of leads into the holidays. I mean, who doesn't love Thanksgiving? If you love family and you love food, why wouldn't you love that holiday? And then there's Christmas, which is literally the most magical time of the year. So yeah, in a nutshell, I'm basically very excited for these last four months of the year from a personal level. And I'm also really excited for these last four months of the year from a business perspective. And I'm going to dive into that. I'll do a bonus episode, like I said, next week, all about Q4 goals and the business and what's been going on. But in today's episode, we're talking about something that not a lot of people shine a light on. And so in true Amanda fashion, yeah, let's shine a light on it. Let's let in the light because guess what? When we shine a light on it, there's no room for darkness. And also, transparency is key to success. If you've been in business for a minute, then you know that businesses naturally have ebbs and flows. I like to think of it kind of like a roller coaster. You go up and then you go down and then you coast for a little bit and then you go up and then you go down. And this is normal. But as a fellow business owner, I can say firsthand This is typically where my stress stems from, unless there's something chaotic going on in the agency. Typically, my stress comes from the ebbs and flows of the business and my need to try to control them and constantly be going uphill. But as you know, when you go uphill on a roller coaster, then you go downhill. While I know that this is normal, I also am a human with emotions. And so sometimes I can have feelings around the ebbs and flows of the business which is why I decided to create a strategic action plan to help me manage my emotions, yes, but also to be prepared so that if this happens in the business, I am less emotional and more strategic and action-oriented because I have a clearly laid out plan that I created when I wasn't emotional about the situation. I get it. You're worried about your team. You're worried that you want to continue to see growth. You're wondering how you're going to fill in the gaps. Last month, you were on fire. This month, it's like crickets, especially if you're in the service-based business. This can happen, and you're kind of like, oh, now what? Do not raise that white flag of defeat just yet because I've got a few tips and tricks that I'm going to share with you guys that have helped jolt my business back to life in like no time. Are you ready to dive in? Here we go. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Rush, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. Okay, if you've experienced a business plateau, first off, this is totally normal. And if you haven't, I'm just going to say it, you likely probably will at some point. 
But before we dive into the strategy behind resuscitating your business back into forward motion, let's first break down what is a business plateau. So this can mean a lot of different things depending on where you're at in your business. It could mean that you are seeing steady clients, but you're not increasing. It could mean that maybe you lost a client last month, but then you gained a client. So you didn't really lose any revenue, but you also really didn't gain any revenue either. It could also mean that your profits are stagnant or decreasing, or maybe they stayed the same for a long period of time and you're frustrated because that's been a focus of yours. Or maybe a focus of yours is that you're trying to grow your audience so that you could reach more people and you've been at the same number for months now. Maybe it's that your team is in a rut or you're in a rut and you're just feeling a little unclear about where to go. This can look a little bit different for everybody, but no matter where you are in your business plateau, I recommend giving these five things a try. And number one is typically during a business plateau, This means that things are level. They're not really increasing. They're not really decreasing. They're just kind of staying the same, which can actually be a blessing in disguise. Usually, that gives us the gift of time. And I recommend using this time wisely. I'm going to use my business as an example. Over the summer, we intentionally plateaued our business. And what I mean by this is, We didn't really take on any new clients. We took on a few, but that kind of balanced out some projects that we knew we were wrapping up so that we would basically plateau. We would break even. We didn't really increase in revenue, but we didn't really decrease in revenue. So from a growth perspective, we were pretty stagnant, which typically means that from a profitability standpoint, we were also pretty stagnant. Now, this was a blessing and also a curse. It was a blessing because we are pretty systemized in the clients that we do serve. And so we're a really well-oiled machine. And this allowed for a lot of time freedom. Now, the curse is that we weren't growing. So we weren't seeing an increase in revenue, which meant that our profitability wasn't changing, which meant we had to be really strategic about the money that we did have coming through the door and how we were going to spend it and where we were going to reinvest it back into our business as we prepared for a season of growth that we wanted to have in quarter four. Knowing that, we decided, okay, we have the beautiful gift of time. What are we going to do with it? Two things. One, we created and refined our internal systems. I've talked about this a lot. Last episode, I talked about how we utilize a platform called HoneyBook to streamline our client onboarding. This is one of the systems that we perfected during this time. So we spent some time looking at what automations do we have in place? Is there something that we can automate that we haven't yet? Do we need to refine our automations? Are our automations even working the way that we want them to? What does it look like to go through that process? These are some of the questions that we were asking ourselves. How much communication is our client receiving? Do they feel supported? Is anything unclear? Is there another touch point we can add? How can we elevate their client experience? 
literally today I was on Instagram stories talking about how in the middle of the day, sometimes I get a little antsy, especially around like two, three o'clock in the afternoon where it's past lunchtime, but it's not quite dinner time, and the kids aren't home yet. And I just have the little one with me and my husband isn't home and it's not ready for dinner. And it's just kind of like this afternoon lull that I typically hit where mentally my brain is ready for a break, but physically I'm not really tired. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just go grab a cup of coffee. I loaded up the little one, drove down the street, went to the local Starbucks, and it was the best experience. First of all, there was nobody there. So that's always a win. They were so sweet. They were talking to the little one. And then they put a sticker with the inspirational quote on our pastry bag. And it was this tiny moment that one made me so happy because the little girl in me loves stickers. And two, I thought it was so sweet that they did that. But it elevated my client experience and it made me think about this is a tiny little thing that took little to no energy and little to no money. It made me so happy and I can't wait to go back again and see if I get another sticker. So how can we implement small surprise and delight moments into our own client experiences? This is the type of questions that you can ask when you're given the gift of time. A lot of times when you're busy in fulfillment or in a growth stage, you don't have time to think about your automation. You're relying on the automation to work. You don't have time to create systems because you're relying on your systems to work. So ask yourself, do you have SOPs, standard operating procedures? What are the five things that you do in your business over and over and over again? Do you have a system for it? Is there something you can delegate? Does your structure make sense? Does your team make sense? Is everybody in the right role? Do they need to learn more about a specific platform? Is everybody utilizing their strengths properly? Is there a skill set that isn't being utilized? These are the types of questions that we ask ourselves. So we did a lot of internal systems, team building, and client elevation. And this is the kind of stuff that as an outsider looking in, you don't get to see. I look at other people's businesses sometimes on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're just doing everything right. Or everything just looks so easy. And I have to remind myself that no, they're not just like hanging out, sipping lattes all day at the local Target walking around. They're inside of their business working on their business the same way I am, whether I see it or I don't. So we have to remind ourselves that sometimes taking that extra hour, two hours, and working on those things is what's going to set you up for success when you go back to that upswing because you will go back to the upswing, I promise. Ask yourself, can you increase touch points? Can you personalize experiences? What can you automate? Do you have the right team members in the right places? Do you need to hire? These are just some baseline questions. I also recommend take a little bit of that extra time and do something for you. Do something creative, do something fun, get outside, laugh, meet a friend for coffee, enjoy the slow time frame because it will get busy again. Number two on the list is really simple, but it sounds scary. And I don't know why, but this is something that people always hesitate to do. And it makes me giggle a little bit. And that is ask for referrals. I don't know why, but people are afraid to ask for what they want. But if you don't ask, you'll never get it. Just the other day, my toddler asked for ice cream at 9.30 in the morning. And you know what? I was like, he shot his shot. And was I going to give him ice cream at 9.30 in the morning? No, probably not. Unless it's like his birthday or something. But he tried. I mean, what's the worst I was going to say? No. 
But I could have said yes. Had he not have asked, I could have never said yes. So that's just a great point. One, the people that you already work with are typically going to be your ideal client. And if you're giving them a really great, excellent level of service, they want to tell their friends about it. Have you ever had a really great haircut? Somebody compliments you and you're like, oh my gosh, I just got it done. You have to go see so-and-so. She's amazing. And you go on and on and on about your experience and how your best friend needs to go get their haircut from this person as well. Referrals are the same way. If you simply say, we love working with you, we would love to work with other people just like you. If you have any friends looking for insert what you do, we would love to support them. Your client nine times out of 10 is going to be like, absolutely, actually, so-and-so is looking for a virtual assistant. Or I can't think of anybody right now, but I'll keep you in mind. And then guess what? Next time they're having a conversation and somebody's talking about how stressed out they are and they need to hire a higher virtual assistant, guess who they're going to think of? Oh, that's right, you. Now, if you really want to get a reaction out of your clients and start pumping in referrals, I recommend offering an incentive. This is such a good way to get new clients through the door quickly. This can look like a gift card. It could look like a just simple PayPal cash. For every retainer client that you send me over X amount of dollars, I'll send you $100 PayPal cash. Venmo, whatever you want to do. It's also really exciting for the client because who doesn't want easy money? Give them what they want. Maybe it's a gift card. Maybe it's money. Shoot, maybe it's $100 off their next invoice. Maybe it's extra service that you can offer. Get creative here, but offer some sort of incentive because that's going to make them send whatever it is that you want them to send out to whoever you want them to send it to. Number three in the list is really simple. I want you to remind people how they can work with you on every single platform that you can possibly reach your audience. That might be Instagram, it might be TikTok, it might be Pinterest, it might be YouTube, it might be a podcast, it might be an email list. Whatever platform you have, I want you to use it. I know you probably think everybody knows who I am and what I do and who I serve and how they can work with you, but they don't. They literally do not know. I have a client who I've worked with for three years, be like, hey, can you break down your services for me again? Three years we worked together. I assumed at this point they knew what services I offered. No, they didn't. So that just goes to show if somebody that I work with closely on a daily basis doesn't know, the people that aren't really paying attention definitely don't know. Remind them. And this isn't salesy. It's simply informative. It's saying, hey, this is who I help. If that happens to be you, here's how we can work together. I love it when people do this because sometimes I don't realize all the things that they offer. I might think, oh, you offer podcast editing? That's awesome. Wait, I didn't know you also did YouTube and also create reels and TikToks. That's amazing. I have a need for that. Cool. Now I just hired you. And it's that simple. And also, if you can save this to like a highlight or something like that, that you can refer back to and send people to a direct link. That's always ideal as well. Number four on the list is I want you to get creative with your marketing strategies. I want you to think about if I have a small audience, which I do, how can I align myself with somebody else, not a competitor, but that has an aligned pool of people that might be interested in what I do? I'm going to give you an example. I serve bloggers and influencers and female entrepreneurs. So if I'm honing in on like the female entrepreneur, I might think to myself, somebody that wants to hire a virtual assistant is probably also going to hang out in this other audience. 
So for instance, I have a friend who runs a company that offers branding photos for online businesses. I might go to her and say, hey, I think your people and my people would be very aligned. I think my audience would really benefit from branding photos because I notice that as a need in their business. And then I'm also going to pitch the fact that we can take those branding photos and do some really amazing stuff with their content. I think this might be a really great aligned partnership, which spoiler alert is exactly what I did. And we've been working together in a collaboration for almost a year now, and it has been amazing. We simultaneously feed each other clients and we get each other kickbacks each time we do. It's mutually beneficial and it's such a seamless working relationship and it's a lot of fun. Think about how you can make something like this work in your industry. I actually just had somebody reach out to me in my inbox basically pitching a very similar idea, but they have like a different business and it was so refreshing to see, oh my gosh, somebody else has the same exact idea of hey, this can be mutually beneficial. We can help support each other's businesses and also serve our clients really well, which is the most important part. Okay, number five and last on the list and probably the most challenging piece of advice I'm going to give is don't stress. I know that it is stressful to be like, we're not growing, we're not taking on new clients, we've hit a plateau, what are we gonna do? What happens if we start to decline? I'm here to tell you, that energy is not going to get you anywhere. I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, The Gap in the Game. There's also another book called Never Split the Difference. I'll put those in the show notes for you guys and link to them in case you're interested. You can grab them off Amazon, but they're a really good listen if you don't have time to like sit down and read the book. Both of them, awesome. I'm going to talk about The Gap in the Game first. So essentially, the concept of The Gap in the Game is that you have the game, which is where you started versus where you are now. So for instance, if you became a virtual assistant and are serving clients and you have your own business where you used to be, for instance, I'll use myself as an example. I was working a corporate job. I was really unhappy and I was super burnt out and I basically felt like I was lost in life. I decided to quit that job and become a virtual assistant. I built my own business and three years later, now I have a team of 20 people that work for me. I serve over 50 clients and now I get to talk to you on this podcast. Basically, I live my dream life. That gain is the past three years. Now, the gap is where I want to go. I've got all these big goals ahead of me. And if I focus on, oh my gosh, how am I going to get there? How am I going to make that much revenue? How am I going to complete that goal? How am I going to grow my audience? What am I going to do to get there? Oh no, I don't have X, Y, and Z. And I don't have this skill set. And I don't know anything about this. If I focus on that gap, that is where I'll be stuck. But instead, if you focus on the gain, which is, you know what? I didn't know how to build a virtual assistant business. Heck, I didn't even know what a virtual assistant was until I became one. But that didn't stop me. I didn't know how to start a podcast, but I did it anyways. I didn't know how to build a course, but I did that too. I didn't know how to serve other people in the manner that I serve them now. But guess what? I learned as I went and I figured it out. That right there is positive energy. That type of energy is what attracts your ideal clients. And I don't mean to get a little woo-woo on you. I just want to be super transparent that have you ever encountered somebody that's really insecure and not confident and you can just feel that they have no idea what they're doing and they're very unsure of themselves? Then have you ever encountered somebody that 
is confident and casual and cool. And they just have this vibe about them that you're like, yes, this is my person. I feel comfortable. I feel I can trust this person. And I want to be around this person and work with this person. That is the vibe that we're going for. And spoiler, that is the vibe that will attract your ideal clients. And so when they come to you and they sit down and have that connection call, it's instantly going to convert because it's a completely different energy. But the only way that you get there is by focusing on the game. Now, do we need to know where we're going? Absolutely. You know me. I'm a type A planner. I've got all the goals written down. But I don't focus on the unknown of what I don't know. I focus on the fact that, hey, I've gotten this far. I'm going to trust myself to get me through the next three years. And then the next three years after that, and so on and so forth. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're experiencing a business plateau and looking to book clients a little faster, I recommend heading on over to the Millennial Mom Movement Shop and grabbing our perfect pitch template pack. This template pack with over seven customizable pitches will help you land collaborations like we talked about, clients, and honestly, so much more. And you're going to be able to do it all with ease. And because I value you and want to say thank you, seriously, for listening to this podcast and hanging out with me every week, I'm offering you an exclusive discount of 15% off. You can use code podcast you can head on over to thefulltimeva.com slash shop and enter that code podcast for 15% off. And I will see you guys next week. Bye for now. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.